One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college, or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Thursday, October 6th. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the Public Service Commission votes on a new net metering policy. Then, Mississippi is giving oil and gas companies tax breaks for donating to pregnancy resource centers. Activists say the new policy misses the mark. Plus, a southern Mississippi city is at the heart of a unique art project. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi utility regulators have approved a new incentive program for renewable energy, despite objections from Republican Governor Tate Reeves and large utility companies. The new policy includes subsidies up to $3,000 for low-income residents, $2,000 for battery systems, and a measure that increases revenue opportunities for schools with solar panels. The new measure passed with a two-to-one vote. Public Service Commissioner Chair Dane Maxwell, a Republican, voted against it, saying these programs will be financially shouldered by other energy customers. It's going to result in the rates going up for everybody on on the utilities. And and at a time, as we are in today, with already high rates and high costs uh, in everything from grocery store to energy to, to gas, I'm not willing to put even more cost on the ratepayer just to subsidize uh, those people that want to put solar. And those people that want to put solar on their house, they're welcome to do it. It's just the other ratepayer shouldn't pay for that. And the reality is these people will finance it and pay for that using incentive money, as well as subsidy money, and the ratepayers will have to pay above the company's avoided cost, and they won't break even with those incentives on paying back that solar uh, farm on their on their uh, on their homes for thirteen to fifteen years. Public Service Commissioner Republican Brett. Bailey disagrees with these concerns. He says the Public Service Commission will be closely monitoring the program. Nobody participates in this. No homeowners, no small businesses, residential, non-residential schools. They don't participate, then there is virtually no impact to ratepayers. 
But we are certainly potential that, you know, there are going to be participants. And the cost, because we put in, I believe, very effective caps, budgetary constraints, program uh, program lifespan, as well as system size limits, we have, and, and, and also pretty significant consumer protection components in that as well, this is not a program that's just going to run wild and get out of hand. Uh, this is going to be monitored, it's going to be reviewed, it's going to be um, ensure that ratepayers are protected in this. And the impact that could be is is potentially if this thing is maxed out over the next five years, anywhere from a dollar to a dollar and a half impact on annual bills. The policy could be challenged before it's set to go into effect the first day of 2023. Coming up, Mississippi is giving oil and gas companies tax breaks for donating to pregnancy resource centers. Activists say the new policy misses the mark. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. It's nearly impossible to measure the amount of strategy that led to the end of legal abortion in the U.S. Activists, protesters, politicians, and judges all played a part, and so did corporations. Corporate funding from some oil and gas companies have been fueling the anti-abortion movement in the Gulf South for years. From the Gulf States newsroom, Shalina Chatlani reports on how this stands to shape the future of reproductive health care in the region. A young black woman walks into the lobby of Birthright of Jackson, a space filled with diaper towers and baby photos. She's pregnant and emotional. I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm going to cry. Hundreds of women have walked through the doors of this pregnancy resource center over the years. Director Monica Walton says she provides things like advice and maternity clothes, not prenatal health care. I'm here to hold her hand, listen to her story. I'm not a doctor. Pregnancy resource centers are not licensed healthcare facilities. Some say they offer medical services, but their primary focus is to encourage pregnant women to keep their babies. The state of Mississippi is encouraging investments in these organizations by giving companies tax breaks when they donate. There is a pro-life ethos, and we want businesses to invest in the pro-life ethos. Jameson Taylor authored the Pregnancy Resource Act. Through the new tax credit, businesses can get a dollar-for-dollar match up to half their tax burden, all the way up to the state's cap of $3.5 million a year. Taylor says this credit works because even businesses that aren't explicitly pro-life end up supporting that movement. So the idea is that we can use tax policy to encourage public investment in nonprofit organizations But even before this new tax policy, the charitable arms of oil and gas companies were donating to pregnancy resource centers and to powerful political players in the anti-abortion movement. Oil and gas companies, far removed from women's health care, hold a great amount of political influence in the region. 
The Gulf States newsroom analyzed records of donations from corporate foundations and found that oil and gas companies gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to pregnancy resource centers and to policy groups directly linked to abortion bans. Darren Dochuk, a historian of Christianity in the oil and gas industry, says there's a precedent for companies in the industry to use their charitable donations to fund certain social causes. Really uh, bland their goals for building successful businesses with uh, a very explicit embrace of uh, socially conservative Christian values. This is a phenomena that is very familiar across the entire southern rim of the country along the coast. The charitable foundations of regional oil and gas companies like Aragon and southern company subsidiaries and multinational corporations like Shell Oil Company would not explain why they donated in the past on the record. But some companies did say that their funding isn't really a reflection of company values because it came through their employee matching gift programs. In other words, their employees chose to give, not them. That's not exactly uh, forthcoming or, or honest. Dochuk says in many cases, employees' values reflect the company's values. And he says companies will often use employee-based programs to direct their charitable or political giving, so they don't have to publicly take on an agenda. In the end, where the Pregnancy Resource Act is concerned, company money ultimately ends up going to anti-abortion groups. In a post-Roe world, many anti-abortion advocates say pregnancy resource centers are the best way to help women. But clinic owner Getty Israel doesn't believe that's true, at least not for black women, who are statistically the most likely to get abortions in the Gulf South. She says that's because most pregnancy resource centers don't provide health care or address social issues. In a state where childbirth outcomes, especially for people of color, are dismal, Israel says pregnancy resource centers miss the mark on addressing the root causes. And most in Mississippi are run by women who aren't black. They don't live in these communities. They don't walk these streets. They don't know these people. And I don't think they want to. Israel, who is black, runs Sisters in Birth in Jackson, Mississippi. It's a clinic that supports women seeking natural birth with midwives. Israel wants to save moms and babies, but doesn't necessarily support taking away a woman's right to choose. We're very clear that we don't support abortion. But we're not going to lie to you to get you in here to convince you not to have an abortion, which is what some of those... And since her clinic isn't explicitly anti-abortion, she can't benefit from the Pregnancy Resource Act. Corporations won't get rewarded by the state for donating to her center because they can't take a write-off on their taxes. She's been searching for funding to start a birthing center, and she'd take that money from a corporation. If I could get Shell gas to write a check for my birth center, I would take it. But, Israel says, the new state policy doesn't make room for organizations like hers because it focuses on business rather than birth outcomes. It's not about women. It's not about babies. It's about your political agenda. Earlier this year, Mississippi had an opportunity to extend postpartum Medicaid, which would have expanded health care for the state's most vulnerable new moms. Supporters, including some Republicans, called it a true pro-life policy that could save lives. But the bill died before it could go up for a vote. For the Gulf States Newsroom, I'm Shalina Chetlani. The Gulf States Newsroom is a collaboration among public media stations in Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. Coming up, we have a story about a special project going on in a Mississippi town. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. 
This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Forward, an exhibit by artist Charles Edward Williams, is not a typical art exhibit. Rather than using paint, clay, or metal to tell a story, Williams' seven-track audio album is the result of an interactive community engagement project that considered race relations in the early 1900s. The album's title is inspired by the 1961 song Will Never Turn Back by Bertha Gober, an activist with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Williams tells us the song specifically relates to incidents in Pike and Liberty Counties during the early 1960s. When I uh, got asked um, to do the project um, by Kate, um, they, they asked me, you know, what are some, you know, what are the counties that you would like to sort of, uh, sort of investigate and sort of explore? And I thought personally that Macomb had a rich history that I think it's a narrative that needs to be share, shared and it's a narrative that needs to be highlighted and for people to engage. Because I really truly believe that within dialogue that we can sort of come to a, a, a better understanding and actually connect. Um, and so within that rich history with all of the counties, um, Macomb touched me a, a little personally a little bit more uh, deeper. What happened in Macomb that piqued your so interest? Okay, okay. So I'm originally from Georgetown, South Carolina, so a small town um, right maybe like an hour and a half from Charleston, South Carolina. And so coming from a small town and understanding um, the sort of uh, spiritual, I, I like to call it the spiritual essence, um, that soul, that community, uh, that family sort of um, aura, Macomb had that for me. And so when I was researching the history of Macomb, um, Herbert Lee, you know, he got shot um, by one of the KKK members. And and this was uh, in the 1960s. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, and what I, what I learned is that from that incident, there were, um, there was a high school walkout. And I was very heavily involved with my high school. Um, but there was protests, and there was sort of like this um, snowball effect of, African-Americans wanting justice, um, which, again, for me, hits home as an African-American. And so, again, that sort of tender moment of between, you know, Herbert Lee, which I found out the member that shot him, uh, they were friends. And so what I realized um, is that, for me personally, we are all connected. Um, and we all share similarities in our emotions. But the, 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 the way that I like to highlight some of these 
um, emotions that we all share and that connect us is through these historical narratives. And so with this sort of interaction between the acquaintances of the acquaintance of um, Herbert Lee and the KKK member, I thought that was really interesting and then how that snowballed with, within the community. And so I was thinking about the soul and the sort of essence from a small town from where I've come from and in relationship to Macomb and thought, what better way to sort of bring the people of Macomb as well as people that live outside of Macomb together through music, which I believe is a universal language. And that's what led me to sort of, in my best way, continue that torch of um, music and commentary. This has, oh, well, the forward is available through the Mississippi Museum of Art at their website. It's msmuseumart.org. Now, this has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.